Good afternoon, you're listening to Food for Thought on Siren 107.3 FM. I'm Charlotte Reed, and this is Siren's Food Show. Each week I take a look at the cafes and restaurants in and around Lincoln and find out about other foodie things happening too. This week I find out about food waste and how Love Food Hate Waste are helping people to make good use of their leftovers. Jill Matheson, a local partnership advisor for RAP who are behind the Love Food Hate Waste campaign, told me just how much food is wasted in this country. In the UK, um, it's about 7.2 million tonnes per year. So if you can sort of think of Wembley Stadium, try filling that nine times over, and that's the amount of food that we're actually wasting from our households, which is a huge amount of, of food. The world's first test tube burger was dished up for an audience in London this week, and I've been taking a look at why scientists decided to grow a burger from cow stem cells. This is Siren FM. On this show, I like to celebrate the best food that Lincoln and Lincolnshire has to offer. However, sometimes it's good to look at the way we as a country use our food. Wasting food has an impact on the environment, but wasting food also has an impact on your wallet and how much you will spend on your food budget. Love Food Hate Waste is a campaign that tells people about ways to reduce the amount of food that's thrown away each year. Jill Matheson, a local partnership advisor for RAP, who are behind the Love Food Hate Waste campaign, came to the Siren FM studios last week to talk about food waste and the issues surrounding it. And she started by saying just how much food is wasted in Britain. In the UK, um, it's about 7.2 million tonnes per year. So if you can sort of think of Wembley Stadium, try filling that nine times over, and that's the amount of food that we're actually wasting from our households, which is a huge amount of, of food. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of, lot of food that we are actually wasting per year. And so how are people actually sort of wasting this food? We've got two main ways. One of the main ways is that we cook too much so we're not quite sure of our portion sizes so we cook too much and then we maybe leave it on the plate and it gets scraped off the plate and the other one is is not really understanding date labels and then we're not quite sure whether it's in date or not so again it gets thrown out so we're not planning to make sure that we use that that food in time so that it doesn't get wasted. So it's it's more of a people aren't aware rather than something that's being done deliberately oh yeah I'm sure it's not it's not being done deliberately it is it's literally a lot of things are quite basic ideas that we can do so we can think about um, when you buy food even before you buy food think about planning planning your meals for a week or a couple of weeks and then making a shopping list from that knowing what you've actually got in your food in your cupboards in your fridge in your freezer once you've planned that then you can make sure that you plan to get those, you know, so if you've got things that have to be used up by a certain date, you can plan to use that by that date so that food doesn't get wasted. And then you know what you're going shopping for, so you don't end up going shopping and thinking, do I need extra ketchup? Have I got this in the house? Have I got milk? Have I not? You go and you know exactly what you need. So it's making sure that you plan everything ahead, and that can make, uh, it sounds very, very simple, but it can make a massive difference to the amount of food that actually gets wasted at the end. And has this become a sort of, relatively recent thing because uh, you kind of think of uh wartime and rationing and then after that when people weren't sort of having to live in this way of you know you were given so much food is it just a case of people were unaware of what they were supposed to how much they were supposed to buy and has just sort of become 
a bigger problem? Yeah. I think it's a mix of things. I think, I mean, during the war, obviously things were on ration. Um, and people did use absolutely everything. A lot of people grew their own stuff anyway as well, so that makes a difference, you're growing your own food. Uh, I think nowadays we do tend to live quite, in a way, differently. Not everybody's going out shopping every day. Most people will shop maybe for a week, two weeks, for a month. So therefore you buy huge amounts in, as opposed to just going every couple of days down to your local shop. So our, our way of shopping's changed, and food prices have changed as well. Things are quite often cheaper now than maybe there were, you know, even 15, 20, 30 years ago. So again, that's that's changed the way that we do actually sort of buy food in. And I think that, that has, you know, sort of helped towards the fact that we, we get food in and we buy a huge amount and therefore maybe we don't get around to actually using it up in time. Yeah. And so we, we talked a bit about how people are wasting food at home, but is this also something that supermarkets and restaurants and, and cafes and things like that are also sort of playing a part in yeah, as well. Yeah, we work really closely. Rat works really closely with sort of supermarkets and all the retailers anyway. So we have a thing called a courtal commitment, which is a voluntary agreement between a lot of the, um, the you know, a lot of um, supermarkets, retailers, things like that. And they are very try- trying to get ra- rid of no food waste, encouraging, encouraging us not to waste food. So there's a lot of different things sort of going on with that. So we work closely with them. So you'll see a huge amount of change in packaging now. There's a lot of packaging that you sort of think, oh, how is that working? But it's actually working to make us or help us store our food a lot better. So you'll have things and you'll have directions of where to store food. So a lot of fruit and veg people would generally keep maybe in a veg rack. But now we we know that things keep a lot better in the fridge. So most fruit and veg will store a lot longer in the fridge in the packaging if you have packaging on them. And uh, and they work a lot better. Things like bananas outside of the fridge, uh, but a lot of other things are better in the fridge. Potatoes and onions, they quite often will say, store in a cool, dark place. So again, they're helping us store our food correctly so that we actually keep it for longer and it lasts for longer as well. So not only that, we also have... um, RAP itself also has a, a food and hospitality sort of agreement, which, uh, again, um, restaurants, cafes, anybody that's actually producing food for people can actually get involved with. And that you can actually find that on our RAP web, website, website, which is wraprap.org.uk, and just look up under the food service, and there'll be lots of information on there for any, any sort of businesses that might be interested. And so what is actually the impact of wasting food environmentally it's um you, you've got things like carbon dioxide you can you know, if we don't waste car, well, don't waste food carbon dioxide doesn't get doesn't get made you know so so we can reduce carbon dioxide emissions but just the fact that by throwing food waste a lot of food waste will end up in landfill and when it goes into a landfill it cannot break down properly so it breaks down what we call anaerobically without air and that means the, the way the microorganisms break it down, we get gases like methane coming off, which is, which is obviously a very harmful gas. So by, by keeping it out of landfill and not, not throwing it away, we, ha- we sort of solve that environmental problem as well. But also from a financial point of view, which we're all looking at obviously massively at the moment, if we buy food and then we throw it away, we're obviously throwing that money away as well. So an average family, you could be looking at about £50 a month that we could be saving by not throwing food away, by being really careful about what we actually buy and making sure that everything we buy does actually get used as well. So really important. 
That was Jill Matheson, and there'll be more from her later in the show, chatting about the ways to realise where you are wasting food. Earlier this week, scientists from the Netherlands showed the world's first test tube burger in London. The five-ounce beef burger was cooked and dished up before an audience and then taste-tested by a select panel. This burger, which is called cultured beef, is the work of the scientist-turned-chef Professor Mark Post. It's grown from cow stem cells in a laboratory. Professor Post believes it could herald a food revolution. I think most people just don't realise that, that the current meat production is at its maximum and it's not going to supply sufficient meat for the growing demand in the coming uh, 40 years. So we need to come up with an alternative, there's no question. Professor Post produced the burger from 20,000 tiny strips of meat from cow stem cells. The burger cost a quarter of a million pounds to produce. It's hoped that the burger could signal the end of killing animals for food and the end of global hunger, but critics are concerned about possible unknown side effects. Greg Barrow is the spokesman for the World Food Programme. If you can crack the ingredients so that it is palatable, uh, then potentially uh, something like this could relieve the pressure uh, on the world's food sources. The job of cooking this new type of burger went to the chef Richard McGowan from Couch's Great House Restaurant in Cornwall. Richard explained what cooking with the burger was like. It's certainly a dense product. Uh, currently, uh, Mark's put together this uh, patty without fat at this stage. Um, and so it's incredibly lean and dense. Um, there's currently no seasoning involved in the product as well. Um, so uh, when passed over to the taste panel, uh, it's very, very subtle um, in its flavours also. As it was just mentioned there, one of the big tests is to see if this test tube burger tastes like normal burgers. On Monday's event, a panel got to try the burger and they said when biting into it, it felt like biting into a conventional hamburger and that it had a kind of intense taste. The American food writer Josh Shunwalt was on the panel and he got to try the burger. He said it tasted familiar. It wasn't bad. I was relieved to have a familiar bite like a a hamburger and um, the other strange thing about this, this was a burger that was served plain and I can't remember the you know last time I've had a burger without ketchup or salt. However, it will still be a long time before products like this can be found on the supermarket shelves. In the meantime, Katana Chandraskaran from Friends of the Earth says people need to think about their diets. I think the reality is that you're not going to be able to go and buy this burger in the shop tomorrow. It's going to be a few decades yet. So what we need to do now is just reduce the amount of meat we eat and eat a healthier diet. On 107.3 FM, this is Siren FM. In Britain, we waste 7.2 million tonnes of food. Love Food, Hate Waste aims to raise awareness of the need to reduce food waste. Jill Matheson came to the Siren studios last week to chat about food waste and how it happens and in the second half of our chat, we talk about how to help people realise what foods they're wasting and also how to store food properly, especially in the sort of recent hot weather that we've been having. But Jill now starts by talking about some of the ways that Love Food Hate Waste are helping people. We've launched um, the Love Food Hate Waste app, which for people with iPhones or Android phones is a fantastic um, app that you can put in what you've got in your kitchen, you can get recipes off it. If you're going to go shopping, it'll give you an idea of what you need to go for shopping. And, and it'll just basically generally help you plan your meals, 
shop for your meals, make sure that you know exactly what you need to buy in. Um, and then it'll sort of almost tell you what you've got in your store cupboard as things get used up or as you buy more things as well. So that's on our Love Food Hate Waste website again. Um, you can download it from there. And we've so that's there. We've also got a lot of information on the website for portion control. So there's a portion calculator on there. So if you think, well, I've got friends coming around, I don't know how much to do for five people, just go on, say what you're going to cook, and it'll tell you exactly the amount of food that you actually need to, um, need to, to use. And, of course, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. So, again, you can link into those from, from our website. And you have plenty of recipes as well over there's on the... a huge uh, amount of recipes. And there's new ones going on all the time as well. And a, and a mix. And there are actually meal plans on there for vegetarian and sort of non-vegetarian. So, again, if you just want to not have to sort of think about it yourself and just use some of our, our menu planners, the information's there and all the food that you need to buy. But lots of recipes going up all the time. And just things for leftovers, maybe cooking a meal once but dividing it, eating part of it, freezing the rest. There's lots and lots of ideas and hints and tips for, for um, people to, to do that sort of thing. People who are listening might, you know, have heard about food waste before but kind of might not think that they're wasting food. So how do you kind of make people realise that perhaps that they could be more efficient with the way that they're, they're buying food and using food? I think getting the main sort of five things right at first, so things like planning, to, like I said before about planning your meals, understanding date labels, so you've got things like best before on some foods and used by on other foods. Best before is a quality, so it can be okay after that date, but obviously the quality will go off. The use-by date is a safety one, so that if you've got any food that's in that has a use-by date on, you have to make sure you eat it by that date. Or it might be that you can freeze it before that date and then use it again at a later date. So things like that, storing your food correctly, those all make a difference. So if we can do that, but if you do think am I throwing away or am I not throwing away, actually make a note of what actually does get thrown away. And on the website, we have actually got a diary where people can actually fill in everything that gets thrown away every day. And sometimes it does make you realise just, you know, oh, yes, I, I forgot there was a little bit of cheese that I threw away. Well, things like hard cheese, if you have something like cheddar cheese and you've got a little bit left, you're not going to use it, you can actually grate it pop it into an airtight, airtight container, into your freezer, and then you can use it, say, on pizzas, on top of jacket potatoes, warm it up, and it's, it's there ready to go. So there's a lot of little hints and tips, and again, loads of information on the website that can give you those sort of hints and tips. So if you are throwing certain things away, it can then make you look at different ways of how you're going to keep things. So say, like, if you're buying a lot of fruit and veg and things like, at the moment, salads, if you're buying a lot of lettuce, if you're throwing a lot away, you can look at maybe different ways of keeping it, keep it in an airtight container, buy the whole lettuce as a whole, and again use it as an airtight container, just trying to keep things so they don't actually go off, they don't actually go mushy. And that's, that's also another thing with the current weather as well. You kind of need to be aware of the seasons and stuff because it, at the moment, if you were to just leave food out, it would it go horribly wrong. <laughs> very, very quickly, yeah. <laughs> the best thing with, with most foods, and obviously, again, depending on the food, you'd have to read the label, but for most foods, or certainly if you've, if you've cooking anything or you've bought anything back from the shops is get it straight into your fridge and certainly if it's um, a perishable type food make sure try and bring it back in a coolish container and get it straight into your fridge and the fridge temperature not everyone so like knows but if you can keep it between 0 degrees c and 5 degrees c or you know underneath 5 degrees c then that keeps the food at, at the optimum 
sort of temperature. And the best way to do that is actually to have a little fridge thermometer in your fridge, which will tell you that because when it goes hot, you might have to just turn your fridge up a little bit. If it cools down a bit, you might need to turn it down. So a fridge thermometer is a really, really good thing to have um, and works works really well. And it makes a massive difference. The research that we've done, if um, food is kept at the right temperature, it will last for days longer than if, if you, you have the temperature, say, up at sort of 8, 9, 10 degrees. Things like milk will go off within a few days. So it's, it really is important to keep that temperature right. Do you think that there'll ever be a point where we stop wasting food completely or will it always be something that inherently kind of has to happen in a way? I mean hopefully with things like this and the amount of information that's out there now the actual avoidable food waste which is the stuff that we've cooked too much we've done our portions wrong or we've we've not used it in date that you know it would be brilliant if we could get rid of that sort of waste there's always going to be bits of things like vegetable, you know, maybe peelings or apple cores and things like that. There's always going to be that sort of waste and, and bones off, off things. But the actual food, the, the actual avoidable food waste, it would be fantastic if we could get it down. But um, obviously, we've just got to keep working at it and just really think about what we're buying and making sure that we do actually use it on time. That was Jill Matheson talking about food waste. And each month, Love Food, Hate Waste sort of has a specific subject that they like to talk about and this month it's a student's guide to a stir fry. So using this quite simple recipe it shows students who are maybe leaving home for the first time how they can use their food efficiently and also be able to not spend too much when they are making food for themselves. So if you'd like to find out any more about the Love Food Hate Waste campaign or you'd like to listen to that interview with Jill again then just head to the Siren website which is sirenonline.co.uk And that's all for this week's Food for Thought. It was a slightly different show this week so talking about food waste and also those test tube burgers but if you have any restaurant recommendations for places here in Lincoln or Lincolnshire or you just want to get in touch then let me know head to sirenonline.co.uk and click on food for thought and there you'll find out all the details of how you can get in touch and also you can just tweet the station using at siren fm